Welcome to episode 14 of the Inspirited Wellness Podcast. This is the final episode in the three-part series about what it takes to really build immunity. So if you have not listened to part one and part two in this series, those are episodes 12 and 13, and you can find those here on the podcast, or you can find the show notes to those episodes on my website, christinawall.com. Enjoy the show. Hi there, this is Christina Wall, and you're listening to the Inspirited Wellness Podcast. This podcast is for people who are willing to take responsibility for creating an exceptional life. For those who understand that cultivating the kind of freedom that comes with a truly healthy lifestyle is a commitment but it's also a ton of fun and totally worth it. The information in this podcast is meant for educational purposes only and should not be used as a replacement for medical advice. Any questions or concerns about your specific health care needs or those of a family member should be addressed to your health care provider. Basically, I'm not a doctor and I am not giving out medical advice. So now that we're all on the same page, let's get to it. Hello, my friend. Today we're going to talk about handling acute issues in order to support long-term immunity. And this is a really important episode because it's probably uh, one of the more difficult concepts to put into practice because, look, we've all grown up with our own ways of dealing with symptoms, but it's really important to understand that how we handle acute situations will have a profound effect on our immune systems. It's our response to acute illnesses, those choices we make either support or suppress the immune system. So if you use pharmaceuticals or even like some of the more natural, I put natural in the air quotes, those natural substances like colloidal silver or even some essential oils, those can sometimes suppress symptoms that are simply the result of an immune system doing its job. So I just want to remind you that symptoms are not the problem. They're simply the language of the life force giving us information. So the discharges that are the result of illnesses are how the body cleans, right? So all that snot and the coughing, (laughs) that's all a result of cleaning. So when you stop or try to plug up discharges with medication or those natural substances, um, the body is going to try and find other exits for inflammation and waste. If there's no alternate exit available, that usually leads to chronic inflammation and chronic disease states because you're effectively suppressing the only mechanism your body has to move inflammation out. We don't want to do that. Suppressing symptoms can actually prolong an illness and actually confuses the body. We always want to support the body's work to heal and clean itself. And the result of that is is that it becomes stronger and more resilient in the process. Having a resilient immunity doesn't mean that you're never going to get sick. It means that your nervous and immune systems are able to function effectively and it's processing the myriad of bacteria, viruses, even external trauma or emotional shock. 
it doesn't mean that we can't give a little bit of help, but we have to be smart about how we do help. So those gemotherapy protocols that support the organs and improve function will help relieve the suffering that, that we all have when we're just not feeling our best. We, wanna, we always want to remember that we want to support the natural healing process, not cause it to become stuck or confused. Now, before I get into the four steps to handle acute issues, it's really important to educate yourself about fevers. Suppressing a fever is one of the single most damaging things you can do to your body. So please learn about the benefits of fevers, and this will help lessen the fear around it. I actually recorded a podcast episode about this. Um, I can't remember which episode it was. You can, you can find it here on the podcast, um, but I will include a link to that in the show notes for this episode. So the four steps to handling acute issues to build that long-term immunity. Number one, we want to decrease the energy spent on digestion. So when the immune system has been activated, um, that's when we start to start feeling very run down and tired. And as the immune system starts ramping up, we want to make sure that those resources, those energetic resources are free so that that energy goes where it's most needed. If there's a lot of energy being spent on digestion, that means there's less energy for the immune system. So we want to make sure that we stay hydrated by increasing our intake of clean water. We can drink herbal teas or broth. And we want to make sure that we're not, we're completely eliminating dairy, sugar, bread, and even meat. We want to consume small, nourishing, mostly plant-based meals because those are going to digest quickly and just really provide that nourishment for your body without clogging up and, and taking up resources with digestion. Now, number two is that we want to rest. This is a time where your body is cleaning. It's cleaning not only metabolic waste as it's dealing with the virus and bacteria, but it's also clearing out other toxins that may have accumulated over time. So really consider this an invitation to rest, conserve your energy for your immune system. It's also very important to remember to rest through the convalescent period if you can. So if you've ever experienced thinking that you had recovered from a cold or flu and then you suddenly relapse, that's because your immune system hadn't quite completed its work. So it's really important to just rest as much as you can until you're feeling really back to 90, 95%. Number three, support the kidneys. Your kidneys work hard when you're ill. So we want to support them in their job in filtering the blood. So gentle warmth over the kidney area can be helpful. Just don't overdo it and provide too much heat. We want to support them, not overheat you. <laughs> and number four, gemotherapy protocols. Again, how we respond to acute illnesses either support or suppress the body's attempt to heal. And so this is especially concerning when we're talking about children because their immune systems they're developing, they're learning how to respond. 
So when you're suppressing a child's symptoms, it confuses and weakens an immunity that's trying to mature. And a lot of children's immune systems get stunted in this process. So, you know, I choose gemotherapy first. Why do I choose gemotherapy first? <laughs> so the gemotherapy protocols are very easy and straightforward, just hands down. I favor them most of the time over homeopathy, just because you can begin taking extracts as soon as you realize that you may be getting sick and you're not worrying so much about trying to, and with homeopathic remedies, you're trying to figure out the right remedy, right? Homeopathy is amazing, but at the beginning of an illness, symptoms are often very general, right? And homeopathy requires finding characteristic symptoms, which vary from person to person. And a lot of times these characteristic symptoms are not apparent until the illness progresses. So not only are you not feeling well, and you're trying to look through your books and stuff and try to find a remedy and it just doesn't work. So there are homeopathic protocols to try that you can try at the beginning of illnesses, but they don't always work for everyone because the intensely individual way each person responds to an illness. But with gemotherapy, those extracts immediately begin helping the immune system by supporting the adrenals and moving that inflammation out. Homeopathy can absolutely be added in if needed when those symptoms progress. I recorded a video on gemotherapy protocols for colds and flu. Um, I have that on YouTube and I will include a link to that in the show notes. Please reach out to me if you'd like uh, more support. I offer chronic care and acute sessions, and I just launched an exclusive Voxer access program that I'm very excited about. So as I'm closing, I'm realizing that there's another aspect to resilient immunity, and that's taking charge of your brain. I talked about the importance of harmonizing the nervous system in the previous episode, but we also want to be, to just really start being intentional about our mindset and thought life. And this is a lot easier to do when we have a resilient nervous system. Our thoughts have an incredible influence on our physical bodies. So getting a handle on how our thoughts create our feelings, which lead to our actions and our results is an absolutely is an absolute game changer in leading your best life. Luckily, I already have you covered on that because I created a self-coaching class a couple years ago and that is available for free. So you can either send me a message. Um, yeah, send me a message and uh, I can get that to you. I hope this, um, I hope that you found this series helpful. I just want you to know that you have so much more control over your health and wellness that, than you've been led to believe. And I know that you've got this, but I am always here if you need a little bit of extra help and support. And until next time, I'm wishing you much peace, love, and prosperity.